Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Terrence. Um, thank you guys for tuning in to Culture and Country. Today, we have a good friend of mine. She's a rock star. She don't call herself that much, but I believe that she is. If anything you want to know or how to say it and how to get it done to speak to the largest group of people at one time, you got to call on my friend Lauren Harper. So today, joining us on the show is Miss Lauren Harper. Hello, Lauren. What's up, man? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How you been? I've been good. I've been good. How does it feel camping out, hiding from the Rona? <laughs> well, <clears throat> it's uh, it's been quite a blast. You know, living the quarantine dream here, staying positive. <laughs> living the quarantine dream. All right. So, well, Lauren, I met you a couple years a couple years ago. Um, I was working on a campaign. Um, I always tell people I don't like to give too many details unless other people want to give them. But I was working on a campaign. You came in, kind of helped us doing the last push. And I was like, huh, all right, this young lady's pretty smart, seemed pretty cool. What does she do? Didn't really know that you worked for the city. And that just kind of opened up me connecting with you, learning more about you. So let the people know. Where, where, where do you come from? You hail from where? <laughs> I hail from <laughs> um, actually the great city of Tiga K, South Carolina. Shout out um, to K. Shout out to <laughs> K. Yeah, Fort Mill. I usually don't even say Tiga K because usually people are like, where is Fort Mill? Where is Tiga K? So, um, yeah, from Tiga K, Fort Mill area, went to high school there, um, and then came to Columbia for uh, undergraduate to go to University of South Carolina. Absolutely loved it and loved Columbia, actually, so wanted to stay. Um, and the mayor, who I interned with uh, in my undergraduate career, asked me to work for him. Oh, wow. And, uh, I actually, um, funny story is, I actually told him no at first. Really? I'll be like, what? Who tells Steve <laughs> <Yeah>. no? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah, silly, silly me, actually. Um, told him no. I was So I was, uh, my undergraduate degree was in public relations. And I was on this kick of wanting to uh, go to Silicon Valley. I, I was actually working for a tech startup my senior year of college as the PR and communications director. So I essentially had landed my, um, what I thought was my uh, postgraduate career, I mean, um, postgraduate job um, beginning of my senior year. And I was like, yeah, uh, Mayor, I'm, I appreciate the offer, but I'm going to work for this tech startup company. <laughs> um, but after, uh, closer we got to graduation, I should say, I was, applying for um, different jobs because it just didn't feel right. I really like doing work that is more people-centric. Um, I wanted to do work that not just made somebody money um, or company money for that matter, but helped people. Um, and I felt really torn by the concept of working for a tech startup, which is essentially uh, just to uh, make money. Um, and I, I, that didn't sit well with me right then. So um, I was like, so Mayor Benjamin, is this, uh, is this role you got still open? <laughs> Oh, wow. And, uh, yeah, yeah, so he allowed me to still apply, and I was uh, very grateful for that that role. It was the best first job ever. I was policy and communications advisor for him for three years, and it was so fun. I got to meet a lot of people, learn a lot about city government, a lot about the people of Columbia, people of the Midlands region, the people of South Carolina, um, and it was really uh, what I wanted was, was to help people, um, and I got to do some really cool projects there, like starting the first municipal food policy committee in the state of South Carolina, which was a um, citizen-led advisory group to Columbia City Council 
um, regarding food-related and food security issues. Um, and that was a really special project for me. Um, and I was really excited about getting that off the ground. Um, and so, yeah, that was, that was my uh, first job, which mm-hmm. was uh, a very incredible first job. And I'm very grateful for it every day because um, it, was, it was quite the dream. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, during your time at the city of Columbia, I mean, you know, I, I look up to Steve in a lot of ways. Um, let, let me stop saying Steve, making it too personal. To Mayor Benjamin. <laughs> Mayor Benjamin. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. Sorry, Mayor Benjamin. But, um, but yeah, like I look up to him in a lot of ways. And to what I learned and had to kind of understand me being small town guy, like what is the team behind a city like Columbia? Like who who's over there really, not say really pulling the strings, but you know what I mean, like helping the strings get pulled. <laughs> yes. And I was like, oh, man, so you got all these cool people? Huh, how do I get some of these people? <laughs> but, you know, mm-hmm. hey, I learned, I learned quick that um, good people are paid well, and but in government, maybe not so much. But, hey, that is a unique story because I didn't know that. I didn't know that, you know, you're, you're a techie at heart. All right, all right. I'm starting <laughs> I wouldn't understand. even say techie. I, uh, I just I was really fascinated by it because, um, something that I thought was really cool was how agile um, tech startup firms were. And as yeah. quirky as they are, because Silicon Valley is very white and very weird, to be honest, um, it, it was really cool because you could do whatever you thought was 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 cool. Um, if you had an idea, they were like, okay, just do it. Um, and I don't think that is uh, what happens in every field. No, definitely not government. So. <laughs> right. So, but oh. mayors, are, mayors are agile, I will say that. Mayors are probably the most agile of all the of all the legislators, I would say. I I, like I, I feel that way. I'm a little biased in feeling that way um, as a mayor myself. <laughs> but yeah, I, I totally feel that way because we have to move quicker. We move to the to the beat of many different drums, and we have to make it all harmonize. Like mm. you know, I always make the joke. Um, thank God that when I graduated college, part of my own story is going to work in Atlanta. Da da da. And working with outcasts, organized noise, all that, I'm always like, in politics, I've learned how to organize the noise. And I was like, huh, whoever thought from stank on you to town hall, whatever, come together. But that that's pretty cool because I'm always intrigued on how people get to where they are, like that path. Like, and most of us, we we take the the least chosen path. Um, that's what I've experienced meeting people that take the least, but you, you created a path, you created a path to do something totally different, but it sounds like maybe more or less outside of just career and, uh, you know, the ambition that comes along with that ambition and success, you had to change a heart. Right. So yeah, like, yeah. So yeah, I would say like, like I said, I was an undergraduate, um, PR major. Um, and I love, I love to write. I love storytelling and I love, um, being able to. Yeah. See, that's what I was trying to get you to, but okay, good. It worked. It worked. <laughs> um, you're smart, man. Um, and, and so, uh, my, my major, when I first got to USC was actually broadcast journalism. Um, and I realized that broadcast didn't really give you the means to write stories because all of your, you know, your, your shows are going to be 30 seconds or, you know, minute long clips where you are just writing a script or whatever. And so, um, 
was like, no, I got to do PR where I can write, where I can storytell, where I can really flesh out, you know, even like feature stories. One of my favorite things in, in undergrad was to write feature stories about people who worked at an organization um, and highlighting the people behind, like you were saying, the people behind the person, highlighting the people behind the company and talking about why um, the company was so great because of the unique individuals who make up who make it up. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, literally by the grace of God, um, I met uh, my mentor and big brother, Sam Johnson through um, a friend Sam P. USC. <laughs> my boy. Pop, yeah. So uh, it's my guy. Um, and so I got connected with him my sophomore year of, of USC, and uh, he knew uh, then representative Mia McLeod. Um, and he said that, you know, Mia needs somebody to help her, need an intern. And I was like, well, that sounds like fun. I'm not really into politics, but why not? Yeah. Um, I had no political background, you know, Um I you know, didn't really have any special interests as a high school student other than soccer practice um, because we were, we were still millennials. Gen Z people have these passions in high school. <laughs> and we didn't, I don't know about you, but I didn't have one. Man, I, I wanted to be a producer, a rapper, and drag race car driver when right. I was in high school. <laughs> right. Like, mad kudos to Gen Z because my ambitions were completely elsewhere. Um, you said so, you were on the soccer field. You were like, yeah, I'm just out here kicking like, this ball. Right, right, playing. And tore both my ACLs doing it. So that was mm. not my, uh, yeah, you know. Just oh, we got to come back to the soccer story. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, we'll come back. But anyway, so um, worked for Mia, um, or now Senator McLeod, for a few years in college and really, really, really fell in love with politics. And I didn't, like I said, I didn't expect to be there. Um, but Mia is always, you know, very well-spoken. She's very bold and courageous in what she advocates for and how she represents her constituents. And just looking at her and the way she represented her people, she would have town halls for domestic violence, for um, teen domestic violence. Like, it was just it was just so cool. Yeah. Um, and I really, really loved it. So I, I was like, wow, maybe maybe politics is something I could, I could get into. Um, but, you know, didn't really think that much of it because um, – I was, like I said, I was not a poli-sci major or anything, so I was like, all right, well, figure out how to do PR one day. Um, went from Mia to working for, um, to then working with the mayor, actually. I worked in the mayor's office for um, a semester, and I actually got to do the My Brother's Keeper project when um, Obama, President Obama was still in office, where we did a summit for um, Columbia uh, black boys to be able to talk about how their community. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, crazy, right? Yeah, um, yeah, so I was yeah. able to put all that together with Sam. Um, and so that was my project. And, you know, when I got to uh, applying for internships and jobs my uh, senior year of college, I literally went to an agency in Atlanta. Um, and I can't remember the name of the agency, but um, they told me during the interview, um, you really sound like you need to be in a different field than this one. We don't really? think you'd be happy here. Yeah, because they could kind of tell that I was really into public service. Um, and they were like, we don't think you'd be happy here. So they like respectfully just were like, okay, let's just, let's just go on to something else. And I was like, oh, wow. Okay. But it was great. You know, you know, rejection is always, you know, good in different measures because, um, I was seeking something that I, I knew that I could do, but they knew by the way we were speaking that it wasn't going to be fulfilling to me. Yeah. Like um, and, opportunity knocks and shows his head in some of the weirdest places. But, right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Quite literally. So. Okay, so we we get you to fall, basically I'm gonna say fall in love with Columbia. You were making great connections, great strides. Um, you were in school here, and I guess that was like, ah, eh, no more reason 
to try to describe where Tika K and Fort Mill is, I'll just stay <laughs> in the capital, right? So right. now here's where where it gets good because. I mean, I'm going to tell everybody that Lauren kind of just grazed over her ability to to write and convey ideas and stories. Like, what would be, I think I know the answer, but um, what would be, like, the the biggest thing that you, like, I'm not say biggest, but a big accomplishment you had with utilizing that skill, like being able to tell a story and maybe even write a speech or something. I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so i would write my mayor benjamin's state of the city addresses um as part of my role in the mayor's office and that was see i need some sound effects i need to, i need a round of applause the <laughs> yeah y'all heard that um, this young woman wrote wrote a speech uh that that's basically a state of a union for a mayor i'm just saying it was so cool um, <laughs> because you get to talk about everything that you've done that year and you get to, you always have to have like a spin on it, you know? So like, I think growing up and I'm going to take it back a little bit. I think growing up when we were kids and I, I hope this is not how kids are taught these days, but when you're a kid, people are like, Hey, are you artistic? And if you couldn't draw, you would say no. Um, mm-hmm. Or if you couldn't paint, you would say no. You're like, Hey, no, I'm not artsy or I'm not artistic. But they didn't teach you that the poems that I used to write were art yeah. when I was a kid. You know, like those are all forms of art. And that's being a creative is being able to art. And so when I get um, uh, the opportunity to write something like a speech, that is literally you put a block of ice in front of me and I just chisel at it. Like that's literally how I feel when I get the opportunity to write something. Oh, man, um, it's like, OK, how do you look at a block of ice and find the swan inside of it or whatever you want to tr- carve out? That's literally how I feel. Um, and so being able to write uh, his speeches was always just, uh, you know, obviously very challenging, um, but it was so much fun. And so that was something that I really enjoyed about it. Wow. I mean, I, I've been fortunate enough to tune in and, and check out. Um, I keep, you know me, I keep wanting to say his first name, but uh, <laughs> check out Mayor Benjamin's <laughs> speeches. And I remember I didn't know that for a while until something i think it was something you posted online or something like that and i was like whoa 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 hold on and i think i may have called you or texted you about it. i was like hold on laura you down there you you hide man you hiding this rock star ability <laughs> brother like me has this idea to write a book and i'm like every time i open up word or my doc i'm just sitting there like where do i start what do i say what's important <laughs> i don't know you know what i'm saying so yeah, so definitely yeah, yeah. um yeah, like shameless plug. If you know, if you want, you want to write my book, we'll work it hey, out. Hey man, we can talk. I I used to call myself a uh, ghost writer and city builder. Um, so uh, that's that's what I do. Uh oh, that's not. Uh oh, Lauren over there dropping bars. Y'all heard that ghost writer, city builder. She just need a beat. <laughs> I got a couple beats now, but anyway, we'll get into that. So, all right, I feel like the 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 big thing that I definitely want to want to touch on and you you know me I, I'm one of them people I love to to highlight folks and give them a chance to tell their story because a lot of times we're just all out here living and we're getting glimpses of it here and there or kind of like me and you talk you're like man Terrence like you gotta tell your story I'm like yeah we'll get right. that you know what I'm saying like yeah, right. yeah, we'll, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get that 
But yeah. it made it made me realize that it was many people like myself. And yet again, going back to when I initially met you a while back, and to, you know, we're coming off of this huge presidential cycle. You know I had to bring it up, so. Mm, Lord. Let's um let's unpack that. Like what was yeah. what was that? You know, you know, you you stop yourself at any point. Um, you know, your <laughs> your um what was that? Your publicist may be there in the corner telling you stop, but um <laughs> but it's like No, just the Holy Spirit. We we good, we good. There you go. Oh, see, great segue because we're gonna definitely bring that up because you know I, I have the utmost respect of how how you are and how how much you you put your faith out there and I think that's beautiful. Um so going from city government to working with a former congressman, former candidate for Senate, and presidential candidate. Shout out to Beto. Let's talk about Beto. it. Beto. Yes. Oh, I gotta get my sound effects. I need some round of applause, some cheers. Like, <laughs> I did, yeah, I'm working on that. Next time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're working on it. I love it. Yeah, so um, I had zero intentions of working on a presidential campaign. Ooh. Uh, what seems like eons ago, but it was actually just, what, last year? Wow. Exactly, um, right? <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, I had no intentions of it. Uh, the mayor asked me, my mayor asked me, are you interested? I said no. Um, and to be quite honest, I almost said no to Beto. Um, but I'm noticing I, a pattern, you know, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> I literally have to keep reminding myself that why do I keep saying no to the coolest opportunity? Like Jesus help me. Look at that. Um, but honestly, I but think look at it though. One of the biggest reasons why I am maybe somewhat good at what I do. Cause I don't be looking for these things. Um, they just kind of come up. Hey, that's, but think about it, That's beautiful though. Like you're, you're following, you're truly following what. Folks say you should. Like, I mean, you're being you're being led by the spirit. And we like I said, we're gonna come back to that. But yeah. So presidential politics from City Hall to working for for Beto. How how did that happen? What was like let's go let's go in this order. How did it happen? <laughs> and what was like uh, a big moment? You know, and not like skipping all the way to the end, nothing like that, but like a big moment on that journey. What was a big moment? Right. So, again, uh, Jesus, because I, I had no intentions of doing it, and it just kind of came up. And um, I had a former colleague and friend, um, Tyler Jones, reach out to me about the opportunity. And Tyler. Um, when I finally, yeah, my guy, um, when he uh, reached out, I finally said yes to it. And, you know, obviously I had an interview and stuff, but. Um, what that. Tyler made you interview? Uh, well, you have to interview. You can't. You know how vetting works. Come on, buddy. Uh, those things are. Those we'll, things we'll talk about my vetting uh, in a minute. But go ahead. <laughs> um. Yes. Yeah. Uh. But yeah. So, and then one of the things that I realized that I really wanted to do, and this is something um, of the millions of things that I have learned from both Mayor Benson and um, Senator Mia McLeod, is how they um, empower people. Right. Um, and Mayor Benjamin always talks about human infrastructure and how your city's not just made up of, you know, roads and bridges and, um, you know, resources, but human infrastructure. And so something that I really, really wanted to do with leading the Beto for South Carolina team um, was build people, right? Because they're going to come from all over the state to work on this campaign. They may even come from all over the country, which they did for our, um, um, our 
campaign specifically, but what are they going to get out of this experience that's going to make them better for their next opportunity? And that's something that I really wanted to do as state director was make sure that everybody who came to our team um, was going to be better when they left than when they came, right? So um, loved the opportunity to lead Team Beto for SC. We had a thinking blast. Um, and if you, you know, when you talk about, you know, highlighting and big moments, um, first of all, any time with Beto was just a, a starry-eyed moment because uh, I, I think, obviously, um, we all fall in love with our candidate, or at least mm-hmm. I hope people do. Um, but they should. So <laughs> <laughs> they should. Yeah, they should. I feel like they should. I don't think that's that work that work is worth it unless you love your candidate. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that I found was that he really um, sought me out when we were together as a team for my input as a black woman. And wow. um, even if other people, even on the campaign, did it, he did. And that really made me um, really fall in love with him as a as a leader. Um, and so being able to have those moments to talk to him um, heart to heart about what I thought was real. Um, and he would even tell people to leave, leave the room when we did it um, because he wanted me to be able to say it without being afraid of backlash from somebody else for me being honest. Oh, man, um, that's, that's huge. Right, right. Huge, uh, man. <laughs> yeah. Because a lot of the time, you know, you come on, Beto. Okay. And I know, man, I I can't talk um, well and highly enough of him. Um, And so, you know, a lot of times during the campaign, you you have many thoughts and you have (laughs) been living your black experience for the past however many decades. But somebody still is, you know, second guessing what you say. And I'm like, I've been black my whole life. How are you going to tell me what is or is not? Are you serious? Yes. We're so, not renegotiating your blackness, like it's you know, right. and not even just like your blackness, but um, you know, just your your value as a person. Um, yes, and so that was just that really blew my mind. Um, and we can go into our little tangent about uh, Democrat, the Democratic Party, and whatever at some point. Ooh. Um, because I got thoughts there. Yeah. But, okay. Um, okay. Yeah. Shots <laughs> fired. Okay. Need more sound effects. Buk, 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 buk. I know. But, <laughs> Um, but yeah, and so, you know, being able to talk about, you know, the moment, it was definitely spending time with Beto and being able to be my honest self. And then, of course, South Carolina Convention Weekend. Okay. Um, we had just the most spectacular convention um, when we had the the uh, entrance for Beto uh, when he was ready to get on the stage and we did like a town hall. Um, and that was just such, spe- such a special moment because, you know, you rallied all your people, you walked down and you were around him while he did his, his stump and it really made you remember like, wow, like one, I believe in this candidate Two, I believe in this country and three, I believe in this team. And so I'm just really excited. I was just really excited about um, that moment um, in life. Wow. I, I mean, I, I, I have to, yeah, I have to join in. Cause like, even though um, I, I worked on a different campaign, we're not going, we're not going to talk about that. This, this is a, <laughs> this is a, a non-biased interview. Shout out to Cory Booker. I love, um, <laughs> but I love, I love me some Senator Booker too. Exactly, exactly. But no, I remember that day. You guys came in. I was like, "What the hell is going on?" Right. Like, right. And I see, <laughs> and, I, and I found Tyler, and I was sitting there like, "I see you." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, okay, I see you. But I mean, I think it was dope. Um, but but speaking speaking of this, um, thank thank you one for sharing that because. 
I mean, I, I never would have knew if I didn't ask the question. But I guess like myself, other people that, that will be listening, they never would have knew. I mean, for him to, you know, go to you for real answers about, you know, for real questions, that that to me is huge. And, you know, giving you the safe space to be able to, to speak that uh, as a woman, as a black woman, to like, hey, like, I have an opinion about this. And let me tell you why. I think that that's man, that's huge. Yeah. Um. So for your your team here in South Carolina, um, <laughs> I always call them boys a dynamic duo. I, I feel as though they deserve a shout out uh, from from their fearless leader, you. Uh, <laughs> uh, what was it, BJ and and Devin? Man, my boy. Yo, I would Devin. see them guys everywhere, like everywhere. I feel like BJ was trying to like recruit me for y'all campaign at some point. He was like, "Man, oh, what you oh, need?" He's he like, "What you need, Tan? Come on, what you need?" I'm like, "What? Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know Beto. I don't know him. I know him from what I read, what I see. I like y'all, but I don't know. I like y'all. Yeah, so it, it was funny. Well, you know, you come for the candidates, they for the team. So you know, we 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 was working. We was working. Exactly, and and I give it to him. like, oh man, I, where are we at? I think we was in Orangeburg one day. Yeah, it's crazy. So many campaign stories are, are the best. I feel like uh, all these campaign people should get together and write one big book. Like each person get a chapter Ooh, or two and just write it. That would be like amazing. I think what would be amazing is that the book itself probably won't sell that much. But the audio book, people would love it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, they'd be like, right. oh, yeah. They're like, oh, yeah, this is right. good. These people are crazy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, um, okay, so going from, I guess you could say, like, to presidential politics, uh, going backwards to town hall, local, municipal, what, I guess, what's the the marriage between the two? What did you find? Was there a synergy at some point? What was it? Yeah. um, Politics is all about relationships, you know, and... um, Clearly, we saw that when <laughs> Vice President Biden came through here and Molly walked everybody else Man. because of his relationship. He had the best um, one. And he, he, yeah. He summoned and black Jesus. Summoned. <laughs> yes. Like, and without question, too, because we, you know, you and I, and even we did that um, really cool event at uh, Claflin with the other, my fellow sister state directors. Uh, and whenever, you know, somebody would talk and they'd be like, what about Joe? Like, Everybody's yeah. auntie loved Joe. Exactly. Like, it's there was no getting around it. You'd be trying to go like, "Hey, can I tell you about Beto O'Rourke?" Uh, uh, honey, I'm Team Joe. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's like they were Team Joe before Joe announced. Thank you. Yeah, I Thank you. I said that to Kendall. I was like, "Well, y'all like shipping in flyers and T-shirts before there was ever an announcement." And, and he just laughed, you know, in, in Kendall's fashion. Well, I, I can't say the man's name without shouting him out. Um, Kendall Corley, he was a state director for right. Joe Biden here in South Carolina. Um, good friend of... Mad respect to Kendall. Yeah, all... Congratulations, buddy. Well-deserved. Yeah, if, if you're in politics in the South, you know Kendall Corley. Um, so shout out to him. But, no, nah, you're right. And, you know, like, my role as a, as a political director, I'm reaching out to people for Senator Booker and... Man, I mean, we got some good reception, like all of us did, you know, working for our, our prospective candidates. But that Joe thing, 
<sighs> and I, I feel like, to be honest, and like I, as we talk retrospectively about uh, this race last year, um, we realized, I think, personally, I don't know if you may have had the same, ex- same experiences, but there is like the Democrats that are really woke and they want like, oh, I'm not voting for a white man or old white man. Mm-hmm. And like, those are the candidates, those are the people who we're not going to vote for a, a pres- Vice President Biden. Um, yeah. But like, that was a very unique demographic. Um, but the rest of uh, the state was pretty much Joe. Um, mm-hmm. And so it was like, you had to deal with fighting between, like you, there was, I feel like there was very few swinging Joe to another candidate, right? Very few. Yeah, but yeah. If if you have the the percentage of the state that is uh, undecided, they're they're probably going to be those folks who, like I said, were like, I'm not voting for this candidate, this candidate, this type of candidate. I want a black this, that, and that, or I want a gay. Like it, it just whatever whatever they were looking for. It was like they were trying to build their own build your own candidate, build a bear. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like I don't want this. I do want this. I mean that's fine. You know, to each his own. But um, it was it was very strange. Uh, even campaigning for Beto, as you know, my candidate was a straight white man. Um, younger, mm-hmm. um, obviously, um, he's only 47, but you know, that wasn't always an easy sell either because people wanted somebody different yeah. than everybody else who's ever been in the White House. So that was a very unique experience too. Um, um, is trying to, you know, cater to people's interests there. Yeah. And, and you give a unique perspective because you're right. Like, I mean, well, obviously like, like myself, we, you know, South Carolina, South Carolina is, is huge and tiny at the same time. Um, it's huge if right, you drive right. it, but it's very small if your phone works because um, <laughs> you know all the people. It's, it's not like I'm hunting down phone numbers. But, yeah, like talking talking to folks across the state during this primary was very, very interesting. I mean, you know, you know how we break up our state. I, I always tell people I break it up in the area codes because it's easier than these, quote, unquote, regions, low country, PD, Midlands, blah, blah, blah. Area code, and now they've killed us by adding two two new area codes. <laughs> but, oh right, right. Yeah, exactly. I don't know anybody with a eight nine three um, prefix yet, but part of me kind of want one because it's the new thing. So <laughs> you would. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, yeah. So I'm gonna get a new iPhone and a new number. I'm gonna disappear. You know, you know how it goes. You get a new number in this line of business. People have it in a month. You're like, how did you right. get my number? I gave it out to three yeah. people. But um, right, exactly. And so, all right. So I'm I'm one of the people I always you know uh, the the mayor in me I have to summarize. So we went from Tiga K to USC to Town Hall, um, doing phenomenal work with Mayor Benjamin, and to former Congressman Beto. What's up? Let's talk about you. Let's talk about you. Like, what is outside of what you've done for for work? What is like your personal passions? Like, what what drives you? Yeah. So oh, that's a great question, right? I, you didn't expect that. That, I is, that was a good one. That was a good one. I didn't expect. I'm working on my right. Oprah skills, but uh, <laughs> there you go. You look out, Oprah. Uh, going for so it. So it's a it's a very interesting question because honestly. Um, I'm grateful for the question because now that we have had so much um, quote unquote downtime, I think 
something that we're able to do is figure out what we like and what we don't like and what we actually are interested in, right? When mm-hmm. our days are not um, mandated by, um, you know, going to this event and doing this and this meeting. I mean, obviously, we still have our, you know, fa- favorite Zoom calls. But um, if you're not, you know, scheduling your day or your weekend plans all the time, you realize that you're going to do what you like to do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and before when I didn't have any free time, I used to hate this question because I'd be like, my hobby is sleeping because when I can (laughs) have some free time, I take a nap. Okay. Um, and that's what I like to do. (laughs) I got snacks. I got a blanket nap. Right. Right. (laughs) Give me some double stuffed Oreos and a blanket. I'm straight. (laughs) So, um, yeah, but now that we, like I said, we have some downtime and even after, cause I, I took, uh, what I call a sabbatical after the Beto campaign. I didn't jump into any other opportunities so I could take some time off. Um, and so I realized that uh, this is Lauren. Lauren likes to um, spend time with Jesus. Um, like we were talking about earlier, my faith is very important to me. It's not just my faith, it's my relationship. Um, Jesus is a person, and, mm-hmm. and I've, I'm very grateful for his uh, covenant relationship with me because he's great. And I love spending time with him. So, you know, whether it's, you know, reading the word or doing worship music or whatever it is, I love him. And, you know, special shout out to my pastor, Prophetess Radhika Patel, because she has definitely helped me with my relationship with Christ. Come on, Lauren. Um, That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Tell the truth I and shame him. the devil. I mean, you have to. Yeah. Um, our words have power. Um, life comes in the power of the tongue. Uh, life and death are in the power of the tongue. And so it is, if you speak truth, um, you know, you, you are in agreement with God's word, then um that's that's your truth and that's what happens in the earth um so uh love spending time with jesus i also like to cook when i was a kid i wanted to be a chef when i grew up uh, actually so yeah that was my dream i used to come home from school every day and watch rachel ray oh rachel ray and giada the Laurentiis. like that was my thing ah Um, look at it yeah, I love food. Even like, like I obviously like to eat, but even just watching people cook, like favorite thing ever. Um, so love to cook, um, love to read. I've been reading some really good books in quarantine um, by Francine Rivers, and I'm reading one now called Where the Crawdads Sing. That's really good. Um, so loving reading. So as a writer, I, I would feel, yeah, that, that reading would be your sport or your, your, your definite pastime. <laughs> oh yeah like i love words i i love them i have the word of the day from Merriam webster on my phone where i get to see the new word of the day every day um because i think words are great and they have power like we were talking about creating like words have words have power yeah. um and words allow you to relay things to people in a way that makes them feel things um and you have to be careful with how you use your words um, particularly in politics you know we, it all ties back together i love words and that's why I'm very mindful of even what I write for other people to say, um, because, you know, words will have a lot of weight and you have to be mindful of um, not just, you know, how people feel about stuff, but what you want people to think about you um, and what you want um, to be represented as. So those are my I think those are my things right now. I'm still discovering new things every day. Um, but that for right now, <laughs> that's what I, got. <laughs> I, th- I think those are good. Those, those are definitely the good things because, you know, it. It gives you, to me, what I like to call added purpose, um, and it's added purpose to yourself. Like sometimes we we get so caught up in, oh, I don't want to be selfish, I don't want to be this, I don't want to be that. But you have to add value and purpose to yourself. So in all this alone time that we all have, like dig in, go in, go in through that trap door of the mind, 
So I think it's cool. So yeah. yeah. With with all that said, uh, you know, we get to that point where we we start to kind of wind it down, wrap it up. Mm-hmm. Um, I always like to ask this question because I feel like it's a tough one. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. It's it's a good one though. It's it's a it's a really good one because you you kind of set it up perfectly for the pivot when you came home from school. You would do this. So as Lauren, Lauren Harper, the adult, what would you like to share with your younger self if you could? If you could put your your Marty McFly, DeLorean, <laughs> cool Nikes that lace themselves and pull up, knock on the door, like, hey, I know you're in there watching Rachel Ray. I'm you. <laughs> I'm I'm you 15 years, 20 years, whatever. Um yeah. Let me give you some game, girl. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, right. Like, what would no, you tell? What would you is, tell her? That is a beautiful question, and um, you know, I think as adults, the more we are in tune with uh, our childhood, I think the better because um, we are, you know, the byproduct of experiences that happened a long time ago, mm-hmm. experiences that happen now. Um, so we have to be very mindful of how we heal through the heal through different things um, and how we respond to situations now because they reveal a lot about who we are as a person. Um, and so I would tell her, little low. Um, <laughs> um, I would tell her to recognize her worth um, because just because other people say. Um, nice things about you, or even if they don't say nice things about you, you have to know yourself that you are, um, you have a lot of value and your value doesn't come from what you can do for other people. It comes from what, who you are, like just your, you're just your pure existence. Like you are good enough just in your skin and bones. Um, and you don't have to try to prove that you are worthy, worthy or, or that you're valuable to other people, um, through what you do. Mm. Um, so I would tell her, to be confident and to know her worth. Wow. See, yeah, she told you she she's she's a master with, with words. She she loves words. That was good, man. I'm sitting there like, dang, what would I tell myself? Huh. <laughs> oh, so you tell people to do it, but you don't do it to yourself. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, young Terrence. Hey, we, um, we, gonna, we gonna get to you. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll know. Some somebody gave me a great idea. They was like, hey, this is good what you're doing. Um, because, you know, I've done like a, a handful of these and I'm kind of putting them in the vault. And it was like, someday you're going to have to do like a, a podcast takeover or show takeover or whatever. And let somebody interview you. I was like, oh, that's scary. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, because, yeah, you know, you know, for, for my role, I'm I'm usually the one talking. So this is fun. I get to sit back and like, OK, yeah, I got a question. Mm-hmm. I got another question. But now, nah, Lauren, I think that was great. Like telling young low, like <laughs> you're more than soccer. You're more than just smart. You're more right. than just, you know, a, a black woman. You're more than just, you know, you are more. And mm-hmm. I think it's great, especially to tell our young women, our young girls. I, I always tell people I wouldn't be who I know. Most men always say, like, I wouldn't be who I was without my father. I mean, my father was really there. So I wouldn't be who I am without my mom mm-hmm. and so you know only child raised in the country double wide dirt road shout out long cane um, <laughs> but no i think i think that's great so in closing 
you are now what what I consider a uh, a cultured and country alumni. But I don't, I don't even want to call them alumni. I, I got this thing I've been working on. So you are you are a cousin of the cultured and country yes. show. That means you are definitely invited to the cookout. That's it. At my mama house, her and my aunt Anne gonna do all the cooking because they better at it than everybody I know. So here's the question: If you come into the cookout, mm-hmm. tap into your inner Rachel Ray. Yeah. What would you? Uh... It's two parts. Part A: What would you bring to the cookout, and what would you leave with? As we say down south, on your covered plate. Ooh, that's the question. Yeah. Okay. These so, are southern women cooking now, so. <laughs> right. So I wouldn't. I, you don't bring in nothing that overshadows. There you go. You <laughs> don't know, get kicked out. Disrespectful. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I have been, you know, quarantine eats. I have been really into chicken salad for some reason. I'll bring some chicken salad. Okay. Um, and I would make it fancy for the people. Uh, <laughs> some grapes. Uh, Ooh, she making it. Um, okay, you making it. You making yeah. it whole food style, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, just like, I mean, obviously you can't go wrong with just chicken and mayonnaise in my book, to be honest. Um, but you know, adding the fun stuff, the croissants, you know, that's it for me. Love a good, love a good chicken salad sandwich. And then on my covered plate. I love desserts, so I would leave with a dessert plate of banana pudding, <laughs> um, brownies, peach cobbler, cookies. That would be on my. Wow, hey, well, that is a great answer. And you said peach cobbler, so you know definitely this this um this my mama cookout is happening in Johnston, peach capital of the world. We'll talk about that yes. later. But um, yeah. Yeah. yo, that is dope. You say so you bring chicken salad. See, I I don't want to be the host that like, you know, just so long. I don't eat chicken, nor do I eat mayonnaise. So You don't eat chicken? Yeah, man. Whole whole long story. For all my nerds out there that's trying to get their health and all that stuff together, do your dietary blood test and understand what kind of enzymes you need and discover your microbiome. But anyway, we don't want to take away from your oh. answer though. Yeah, no, I've been, no, I need to shoot, teach me. I've, I've been nerding out doing this. Shout out to my friend, Chris Hale. She, um, for, for all her guy friends, she said, y'all don't go to the doctor enough. Y'all black men. Um, y'all need to at least understand your gut. <laughs> and so she took me to this health and nutrition holistic doc. And they did like a blood test to see what my blood type was. And from there, they like broke it down, and it's like it's so much weird science you could get into. I'm trying to understand more, but it helped me so much with my allergies and sinus and all this stuff. But anyway, no, 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 we, we we're pivoting, we pivoting. So, you, <laughs> no, I love that. You're gonna leave with all the desserts. Now I can get with you on the desserts. Um, and for the folks listening, if if you ever you know you you find Lauren on on her social, please you know we we gonna shout that out before we wrap up. I would not have thought you were leaving with the desserts. Now, if you look at a picture of me, you'd be like, oh, yeah, he, yeah, he, 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 he here. He putting the whipped cream on, on the whole plate. But uh, <laughs> I would not have thought that. So you you got me. You you had some up your sleeve and you, you trick bag with that. But <laughs> I'm grateful to Jesus for this metabolism. Uh, that's, that's all I got for you. 
Boy, I'm gonna tell you that thing working. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but hey, so Lauren, I, you know, like I said, you are you are a cousin yes. of the show. You are welcome anytime. Um, thank you for doing this seriously, and you know, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna do the same way. Hey, we're we're not just gonna do like a one and done. Like if you if you want to do it again, let me know. I'll definitely be reaching out to you. Be like, hey, come back on, give people updates. Because I think we should know, like folks like yourself that are out here making a difference in the world and making a difference in people's community, whether they know it or not, it, it needs to be discussed. It needs to be talked about. It needs to be highlighted. So thank you for being you, but also thank you for chiming in today. I really appreciate it. Thank you. I'm grateful for the opportunity and I, I love the concept. So I'm very, very excited for you as you continue in this project and uh, tell a lot of cool people's stories. I'm grateful to be one of them. Man, awesome, awesome. Well, with that being said, to all my cousins out there, thank y'all for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Peace.